This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Lots of exciting Week 10 NFL action to take a look at here on this edition of the Steelers Standard. Tom Opferman and Jacob Recht with you. Steelers tied the Lions, of course, so the Steelers are at 5-3-1. Let's take a look at how the rest of the AFC North fared. Of course, we remember Thursday Night Football, the Dolphins beating the Ravens in what at the time seemed like the most puzzling upset of the day, but pause. There's another Florida team that we'll get to in a little bit that had a head-scratcher of a loss as well in Week 10, but the Ravens fall to the Dolphins. The door was open for the Steelers to take first place in the AFC North. They, of course, fell a half game short with a tie adding to their resume, so Steelers still half a game behind. Excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens, as far as that's concerned. The Bengals were off, so no movement no as far as they're ball. concerned. They stay pat. But let's get to the Cleveland Browns, and let's sink our Wait. teeth into the old Cleveland Brownies for a little bit. What a big win they had against the Cincinnati Bengals just a week prior. Baker, lighten it up. OBJ's gone. Oh, that's it, right? OBJ's the reason All why they were held back. Fixed. All of our problems are solved. And you know what I said? I said on this podcast, Jacob, after that game, I said to you, everybody making a big deal about how great Baker is with OBJ, and wow, he looks so different without, without OBJ. OBJ. Well, guess what? He had Nick Chubb. He mm-hmm. looks different when he has Nick Chubb, when right. he has the Baker, running game. Baker with OBJ is nothing compared to Baker without Nick Chubb. Nick That's Chubb. when Baker gets really bad, and we saw it in this game. Uh, Baker did not look well early on. He was 11 for 21. 11 for 21 for 73 yards. That's an average of 3.5 yards per completion for him. A touchdown and an interception for Baker Mayfield. And Matt Judon really crushed him on one play. Hurt his knee. Had to leave the game. Case Keenum came in. What does Case Keenum do? Well, he's 8 for 12. A lot more efficient than Baker was. And he, by the way, almost doubled (laughs) doubled his average yardage per completion at 6.8. And he had more yardage through the air than Baker did with three less completions than Baker had. So Baker turned right back into a pumpkin, looked terrible. Belichick does that to quarterbacks that are a little bit over their head, I think, especially when they don't have their running game to lean on. So no Nick Chubb. You got to rely on Baker. It turns into a 45-7 to victory for the New England Patriots. And the Browns, man... They can't seem to get that sustainable thing going this year. It's a big win, and then it's a letdown loss. And it's a big win, and then it's a loss to the Steelers 15-10. to And then it's a big win, and then it's just a blowout at the hands of the Patriots. So I don't know. I I know you said you still think the Browns have a good shot at getting this division, and they're still very much alive, and they are. I just don't know if I see the consistency where they can rip off four or five straight wins that it's going to – they're going to need to do that to get this division in. I do not see it happening. I don't think I see it happening either. They've shown no, n- nowhere near enough signs of consistent football to prove to be a winning team. Right? Like they, they are, they are playing right into the hands of nine and eight or eight and nine this year. I think it's very clear how to beat them too, man. Like you've seen two games now where Nick Chubb was injured and Baker looked like crap, and they lost those games. You saw a game where Nick Chubb was completely taken out of the equation by your Pittsburgh Steelers. And they lose that game 15-10. to 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very clear now the formula to stopping the Browns. It's stopping the running game. It's stopping Nick Chubb. And it's making Baker Mayfield have to beat you. Will he beat you? I'd say about three times out of ten he will. Right. And that's an odd that I'm willing to play. 
looking ahead to the the Browns' remainder of their schedule, they still have to play the Ravens twice. They have to play the Steelers again, which they've already lost to. Go on the road. Now they got to go to Heinz Field on a Monday night, mm-hmm. by the way. Go which... on the road to Lambeau. Not easy. They have to face the Bengals again, who may want to get a little revenge game in there. Weird little thing here, Tom, I've just seen. So they play Detroit next week. They play the Ravens the following week. Then they're on the bye, and then they play the Ravens again. Yeah, they got Ravens back-to-back. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It is a weird thing. Um, How do the NFL schedule people allow that to happen? I don't know. I kind of like it, though. It's a little, you know, just a very familiar opponent for them. I bet they lose the first one, and then I bet they beat them the second time. Just because you you lose them the first time and you got you two weeks to ch- mm-hmm. to to focus and, on and that. And the first one is in Baltimore. So, so that you lose would, on the road to Baltimore. You, have two weeks you to beat them in them the dog again, pound. Beat them again at home. So I I think they'll earn a split with the Ravens. But still, I mean, it's I think it's the Steelers tough. can beat them at home because Monday Night Football at Heinz Field is is a really tough environment for mm-hmm. any team to come in and win. Um, hopefully they go, on the road to, they go on the road to Lambeau I can chuck that one up for a loss Christmas Day game That'll be a lot of fun to watch sure. I'd love to see Baker Merry get Christmas. absolutely crushed on Christmas Day Be a great present for me uh, At home against the Bengals to end the year um, Bengals probably a little hungry to Adjudicate some revenge After they were embarrassed at their own stadium And uh, you know what The Raiders are going to collapse So I think that's an easy one for them I, I, I think they'll beat them at home But other than the Lions, the Raiders, and maybe that Bengals game, there's not really much that you can lock up for the Browns. It's really only two games, Lions and Raiders, that I feel comfortable saying they'll win. And, right and maybe now, they'll lose to the Lions. Who knows? They won't. But we can live in hope as Steelers Right fans. now they have five wins in the year, so you're only giving them two I'm guaranteed. only getting them to seven, really. Yeah, so I say they're kind of staring down the barrel of a gun on a 9-8 and eight or 8-9 eight season this year. And like I said, I, I think nine and eight. I, I thought eight and nine might be able to sneak you in. I think nine and eight still might be able to get you in the back door. But with the way the Patriots look and the way that the Chiefs are starting to wake up, and I think the Chargers, although they lost a tough one to Minnesota, mm-hmm. I think as a young team they'll be hot and cold. They'll win some games they shouldn't win, and maybe drop another one that they shouldn't have dropped down the stretch. You might be looking at ten and seven be the be the mark that you got to meet, especially with New England and Kansas City both only being four wins away from getting there themselves. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the way this team has played out, Tom. It's I guess the one thing that you brought up, which is which is a good point, you might not have to worry about Kansas City because they're in the division lead now, and I don't think they're going to look back after this point. Actually, no, I, I was just. We so that's my fault thinking about Kansas back- City. We have Good Morning Football in the background, and they were showing through the first five weeks compared to the second last, the second five weeks of the season, two totally different teams. Not just on offense, but on defense too. That defense has started to clamp down a little bit. Tom, I don't know if you saw that one run stop by Melvin Ingram early on. Don't last talk night. to me about that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a world difference maker there, but at least it's another piece for them to to help mend that horrific defense overall for the first five weeks but you know what i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it can i say it i'm gonna say it go i hate that guy i hate i hate that guy i hate melvin ingram i hate that guy we needed you in this game bro tj walk got hurt that's when you come in like this is why you drafted quincy roche later around in a later round this is why you brought in a guy like melvin ingram this is why they didn't keep quincy roche by the way right because they had a melvin ingram but at least you had Two pieces possible to fill in for a TJ Watt left hole. Now you were left with zero. He was the insurance. And that's what we pitched to him to come to Pittsburgh. 
And his ego probably said, I'm beating Highsmith out easily, and he didn't. You know what, Tom? If he just shuts his mouth for an extra seven days. He's back on the he, field against the Lions playing all the snaps in the second half. Like, and the Steelers don't lose that game. You think? Probably. I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to call him a world maker, but I'd rather see him out there than the guys that came in to fill in for yeah, of course. on Sunday. Uh, of course you would, especially – Moving forward now, with I think it's probably likely that TJ won't play against the Chargers. He'll be questionable all week, and I bet he he doesn't end up getting on the field. That's you're starting. That's a big game that they have to win right, in the so wild card two race. Games from Elvin Ingram that he is now going to be a factor in. And now he's he making keeps his mouth shut for seven more days. And now he's making big plays for the Chiefs. And now he's helping find some stability as far as that Chiefs defense is concerned. I hate that guy. I, I'm sorry. I don't hate anybody, but I hate that guy. Yeah. It's going to be a, a rude awakening. Not that he's going to, again, not that he's going to be the difference maker, but when the Chiefs and the Steelers take the field later this season, it's going gonna, it's gonna to boil your blood to see him out there against the Steelers. A couple other AFC teams and their action from the weekend. The Titans were able to stay at the top of the conference with a 23-21 to win against the Saints. It wasn't even that close. They were beating no, them never. pretty good. Saints backdoored that one and did have a chance at the end to beat them. Uh, fell a little bit short. Sean Payton and Trevor Simeon's led a Saints stout did. Tennessee defense, man, not something I thought I'd be saying this year. No, but they're continuing to win games without Derrick Henry, and now they're sitting at eight and two. Like I said, I think ten and seven gets you in. So they just have to scratch out two more wins to at least guarantee them a playoff spot. And we in know my they mind. still have to play the Texans and the Jaguars. Play the Texans next week, so that's probably nine and two right there. Or excuse me, they're on a bye. I th- wait. I'm so bad with days of the week. No, they're not on a bye. They do play the Texans this uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, and then they go to New England to face off against the Patriots. That's a huge matchup. Then they got the Jags, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. I mean, I between the Texans twice, the Dolphins, and the Jags, that's four wins right there. That gets them to 12 wins. I, I hate to say it this early, but they might be looking at that number one seed pretty, pretty, pretty nicely right now. And yeah, if 12 and 5 can get you the one seed... That's great news for the Tennessee Titans. I think they need it more than anybody else because you just need, based on the estimation of his timetable, one extra week into the playoffs for the King to return. So if you can get that one extra week via the bye, that's massive for them. And honestly, I think increases their Super Bowl chances immensely, other than being a two or three seed, having to get by one round without them. I think they're going to end up, if they don't get the one, I think they'll end up the two because I don't see anyone from the AFC North winning as many games as them, and I don't see anyone from the AFC West winning as many games as them. So I think it's going to be Buffalo-Tennessee fighting it out for that number one seed. And so that means you're going to be playing the number seven seed, and that could be the Pittsburgh Steelers. In the AFC, that's a lot worse than playing the seven seed in the NFC. NFC. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because I I think the NFC is like a good... Solid top six, and then once you get the seven, that's what I mean. So if you were the two seed in the NFC, that's I'll take Carolina or Atlanta or Minnesota all day of the week. But But in the AFC, that could be the Steelers, that could be the Chargers, that could be the Bengals. Like those are really talented teams that you could end up having to face. It's it's a lot harder of a task to get through the AFC, I think, than the NFC. I still think they could pull it off. They've shown that they can beat good teams. I think. The Who, last the Titans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the last five weeks, Tom, they've won every game, and they've beaten on that on that five-game winning streak. I, I could be wrong, but I believe they've beaten every – not every, but every one of those opponents has been a 2020 playoff team. Rams. 
checks the box. Mm-hmm. Saints just recently mm-hmm. checks the box. Colts checks We're the box. Team. Chiefs, Chiefs checks, checks the box. Bills, Bills checks go. the box. Got to go all the way back One, to the Jaguars. Two, three, four, five. Got to go back As to I... October 10th before they didn't face a playoff team from last year. And they've beaten every single one of them mm-hmm. along that five game. Let's not forget they also stretch. before that they beat the Colts once already. Yeah, they played the Colts twice already. They, they have beat the Colts twice, uh, and they also beat the the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And that lot twenty twenty playoff with Russell Wilson in there. By and way. the loss of the Cardinals, which we all thought were like, what the hell happened there? Not bad anymore. After first of all, that's week one, so you chalk mm-hmm. it up to that. And two, the Cardinals are going to the playoffs. They're pretty For firmly sure. in that playoff mix right now yeah, in the they NFC. Lost, they lost yesterday. No but... Kyler Murray. So, I mean, I, I think Colt McCoy, two straight games of him winning you football games, that's a little... A pipe dream. Yeah. The one, the one thing you just questioned from the Titans this year is that loss to the Jets. Which has apparently served as a catalyst for them to go on right, and defeat five straight then, playoff they've teams. Blowing teams. They've been, they've been blowing teams out, and if they're not b- blowing teams out, they're still beating playoff teams. The Colts, the other team that's still alive in that AFC South, is clawing their way back into the wild card mix. I think the divisions really that, like you said, two two losses of the Titans already. Uh, they're five and five to the Titans, eight and two, three games behind them. Divisions over for them right now, but wild card is very much alive. Mm-hmm. They we're, have we're, they're right now at the tenth spot, but they're they're five and five. They're the, in the neighborhood of the Browns and the Bengals and the Raiders. I think the Raiders will fall off. I think the Bengals could fall off, so it's really just between them and the Browns fighting for that seventh seed to maybe take over from whether it could be the Steelers, the Patriots, or the Chargers. Big thing going against the Colts, though. They got the Bills on the road this week. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They got Tampa coming into Indy after that. They get a break with the Texans, but then they got the Patriots and the Cardinals on the road. So four out of their next five games is an uphill battle for the Indianapolis Colts. I think they built or they dug themselves too deep of a hole at the beginning of the season. Start the year. I think this is a better team than their record indicates. I think this is a team that is on the rise and could be dangerous next year. If they don't start the season winless, I think it was 0 and 3. If they are 1 and 2 even or scratch their way to 2 and 1 somehow. It's a completely different looking season for the Colts and I think they're firmly in the mix for a playoff spot. I mean, it was spot. a tough 3 games to start the season. Seahawks, Rams, Titans. That's not e- not, I mean, there are a lot of teams in this league that are good teams. Pittsburgh Steelers could have easily started 0-3 if they faced that schedule. Anybody could have. I think anybody in the NFL faces that mm-hmm. schedule, there's a chance you could end up being 0-3. With a Russell Wilson-led Seahawks team, the Rams being super hot, not just at that point, but across the entire year, and the, the Titans with Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough three-game stretch to start the year. A couple NFC teams did the Steelers and the AFC wildcard race a favor on Sunday, the Minnesota Vikings went into LA and beat the Chargers. That is not a home field advantage for the Chargers. Home field advantage no, is more right. overrated than ever in the NFL, if you've noticed. Like teams go on the road and win all the time. Mm-hmm. I think but especially LA, in the Chargers and case. Then you'll see you'll see it again tonight with the Rams playing. Uh I think that game is at home. No, it's the in the, it's in okay, San Fran. Well, regardless, you saw it. Now that's an atmosphere, San Francisco. Sure. Yeah. But also the the Sunday night game last night. Las Vegas is nothing of a home field advantage. There are equally there there's a, it's a weird mix. It's like a third of the fans are, are Raiders fans, a third of the fans are opposing teams fans, and the other third are just NFL fans who are in Las Vegas for the weekend who bought tickets. And Patrick Mahomes is like, I'll play in a dome all day, baby. Like, are you kidding me? I'm I'm used to playing an arrowhead where the best, wind's going best crazy. Offensive week for the for, for the Chiefs this year. Yeah, I mean, give me a dome. I'm used to playing an arrowhead. I mean, hell yeah. So 
weird weird home field advantage for the LA and Vegas teams, but yeah, the Vikings they did the Vikings thing too where they were up ten early and That's I was exactly like exactly what you said to me, Tommy's like Kirk Cousins is doing that Kirk Cousins thing where he's he's got a thirteen to three lead early. What's they he were do? then they were down seventeen to thirteen just like that. So it was Kirk Cousins doing Kirk Cousins things. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins things that the Chargers failed to realize is Kirk Cousins always has that last bullet left in his gun. You got to be the last one to score against him. I mean, shoot, he did it against the Ravens just a week ago. Led him all the way back after blowing that lead to force an overtime period. He was able to lead the Vikings back after being down 17 to 13 to win 27 to 20 and the Chargers weren't able to put up that extra touchdown to extend the game, get it to overtime where the Vikings would inevitably have failed because they always fail once you get it into that overtime period. But thank you Minnesota. That was a big big win for the Steelers Jeez. sake. The Steelers though are facing the Minnesota Viking team on the road so they, they could get that favor returned to them later in the year. Where do you stand on the Chargers right now? Young team, same box as the Bengals. Learning how to win. This is growing pains that if I was part of their fan base, I'd try to keep a level head. And yeah, you're still both Bengals and Chargers in the playoff race. But if you don't make the playoffs this year, just keep trying to build this thing up towards next year. I think the Chargers are a little bit ahead of the Bengals. I think they got a lot more talent that has been to the playoffs before. Keenan Allen's been to the playoffs before. A couple of those guys, Bosa, Derwin James with Philly Rivers, got to the playoffs that one year when they lost to... The Char- uh, Patriots, I believe, mm-hmm. just absolutely boat race them out of the playoffs. So I think team, new head coach, trying to learn how this NFL thing works. Unnecessarily Vikings, with the new head coach. Vikings, talented football team, too. Not a good, I don't want to say they're a good football team, but a talented football team that could beat really, I think, anybody in the NFL if they play a perfect game. So you got to take this with a grain of salt with the Chargers. I, I don't think it's easy to write them off. And the Bengals, and the Bengals for that matter, too, I don't think it's easy to write them off either just because of a couple of bad performances. I think that's part of the process when you're a young team with a young quarterback in this league. So we had both said uh, that we expect the Bengals to continue to kind of just like fade a little bit into the bottom of the AFC. Fade not, a little bit, but not dramatically. No, but, not, but still not really be a contender for that seventh seed, really. The Chargers, after starting the year 4-1, and one, that blowout loss to the Ravens, that pick-six loss to the Patriots, a three-point win on the road against Philly, and then losing to the Vikings. The, uh, that team has really gone 180 since that 4-1 and one start, after, which included a great win against the, ba- the Bear, er, Browns. Bears. The Browns, sorry. It was, it was all offense and... Justin Herbert just tore it up. One of the best then, games of the year. Yeah, one of them. And then beat the Chiefs also early on when the Chiefs were struggling. Took advantage of that. So uh, this team is really taking a 180. I don't know if it's good or bad for the Steelers that they lost another game. Do you think maybe like they're saying to themselves, well, we're 5-5, five and five. we can't dip to below 500 if we want to make the playoffs. We have to win against the Steelers. But again, that game, no matter where it's played, it's going to be majority Steelers fans. It's a swing game for both teams, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is a game I could point to and say, winner goes on this trajectory, loser I is going to miss the playoffs. I think you said that last week. Before the Lions thing even happened. Right. 
Well, both of the teams are now coming off of a loss. I know the Steelers technically aren't, yeah, it but is, it, it feels a like a loss, a loss for the Steelers. Uh, the other NFC team I mentioned that did a favor, the Eagles just waxed the Broncos. I don't know what the, the – we will look back. I know Jaguars 9-6 over the Bills is strange. I promise you, Jacob, we are going to look back and think Broncos-Cowboys Broncos, was the weirdest result, especially when the Cowboys go out and put 43 points up on the Atlanta Falcons this week, a team that I actually think is very similar to the Denver Broncos as far as talent is concerned. Denver does it on defense. Atlanta does it on offense, mm-hmm. I think. But they're both teams that are kind of sniffing around the race that I don't think have any business sniffing around the race. And, and the Broncos was, just got punched in the this face. This was in this not necessarily the nail in the coffin, but this was the first shovel dig into the ground as they kind of head toward the grave of not making the playoffs this year. I Yeah, I mean, I would say Dallas and Denver, Buffalo and Jacksonville, Baltimore and Miami – and Pittsburgh and Detroit are four of the most questionable games we've seen all year, and they've all come within the stretch of two weeks. Well, I think the most questionable result of the weekend happened in the NFC. Tampa Tom coming off of right. a bye. I mean, you got to factor that into the equation too, right? Like, At two weeks I have to imagine team. Tom Brady off of a bye, his record is immaculate. I, also, I just have to. Also, too, think about it. Tom Brady, when facing a team that wants to have a possible revenge game, Right, this was the Washington football team that had home field advantage in the playoffs against Tom Brady in the wild card round, and Tom Brady still went in and beat them. I could make Tom the argument. Brady loves to just get people to say to themselves, "Oh, this is my revenge game. I can come out and I can get my revenge on Tom Brady." And then Tom completely embarrasses them, forty to thirteen or something like that. Didn't happen. I'm gonna say this: last year's playoff run, the football team was the team that played them the tightest. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that was the game that Buccaneers fans probably had their most hold-their-breath moment. I know the Packers obviously had that chance at the goal line when Lifley tried to kick the field goal instead of going for it. But the the football team and Henneke really showed some guts, some chutzpah on that, that wild-card round game. But fell short, got the revenge, though. Heineke looked decent in that right. game, too. It looked like Tom was going to come back. Didn't happen. It looked like if I was the Washington football team – uh, their fans too I'd say this is the team that when everybody was saying before the season we have an outside shot of winning the east we have a chance to be competitive this year coming off of that playoff appearance like this is the team we expected to see where the hell has this been all year long so they finally get a big win but also they lose Chase Young in the process so a big loss for them but they're done anyway they're three and six right. I, get, I mean they're not making them I mean pfft. Seven seed, I guess, is out there. The Cowboys if, are if running Cowboys away with the East. Cowboys didn't there. have Dak Prescott, similar to last year. The, the Washington football team sitting at three and six and saying, "Yeah, we got a shot to win this." No, division. the Cowboys have that thing locked up now. I, I guess you could still make the argument, and they'll still be in the in the hunt graphic on TVs for the NFC Wild Card picture. But Washington football team has a a really, 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 really far fetched shot to get in. Uh, the other a- NFC action that's worth talking about: the uh, Seahawks and the Packers. So, well, let's, Panthers beating the Cardinals was odd too, but again, it's not as odd because Cole McCoy was the starting quarterback. So you take that one a little bit, mm-hmm. grain of salt. Cam Newton touchdown pass, touchdown run. PJ Walker was the starting quarterback for the Panthers in that game. They had a couple special packages for Cam Newton though, and he took the most advantage of those special packages. That's for damn sure. I'll be interested to see. How will things progress if Cam starts to become more and more the starter there in Carolina? Well, I think he's – isn't it already official that he's named the starter for next, next week? Next week. So they just needed him to get more up to speed with all the offense. And 
what great timing it is that he comes back and he gets Christian McCaffrey back healthy. Listen, the Panther, like we said, that's between the Vikings, the Panthers, and the Saints. And there's another team in there too, as far as the NFC is concerned, for that seven. The Falcons. The Falcons. Uh, well, they're. Don't I don't expect the Falcons. Uh, really. the, the Panthers. If Cam Newton. If Cam Newton can capture something, because again, I think we were talking about eight and nine, maybe in the AFC, and I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Eight and nine, I think, gets you the seven seed in the NFC. I, I really do. So it's kind of weird how there were only what three times in the history of the playoffs in in NFL that you saw a team with a losing record make the playoffs. Right? Yeah. You're going to see it a lot more now. I agree. With the 8 and 9 possibility, you're going to see it a lot more. But uh, like I was saying, Seahawks-Packers game of the week in the NFC. The Seahawks shut out for the first time since Russell Wilson took over at quarterback. Their last shutout as a team came in 2011 against the Pittsburgh Steelers here at Heinz Field. They wow. drafted Russell Wilson the next that year. Next they year. hadn't been shut out since until yesterday in Lambeau against Green Bay. That was surprising to me. Here's, I thought even with Russell Wilson. They'd put up some points. They'd put up some. They, they, they could win the game. Here's the thing about the Packers that's scary, though, this year. That defense is probably one of the best defenses that Rodgers has had in his career. I, I really think it is. They play a lot. Even when you look. Kansas City went on a rampage against Vegas on Sunday Night Football, and they look back. Just a week prior, they had this scratch and claw win against Jordan Love and the Packers because the Packers' defense was just shutting them down all game long. So I think Rodgers has got a defense this year, and he's got the playmakers. <laughs> if they fall short, how do you point the blame at anybody else? Other than Rodgers? Right. Because the pieces are all there now. It's the best team he's probably had since that 15-1 and year. Defensively, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he had Julius Peppers for a long time, and he was on that team. But, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you could say it's Rodgers, but I could also make the case for LaFleur. That guy sometimes plays Agreed. chess when he, he, Agreed. He, when he, all he has to do is play checkers. Although I, we noticed this to each other. He goes for it more times than not now right. after the debacle almost, that happened last year. Almost never do they not go for it on fourth and short and good field position because yeah. of last year. So I think Ro he's I think he's conceding to Rodgers a little bit when it comes to running the offense, which he should concede to Rodgers when it comes to running the offense. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the football game. And, and you saw the difference with him. And only been a head coach for, what, three years? You saw the difference yesterday with him in there. I know he threw a red zone interception, which is like seeing Haley's comment, Rodgers mm -hmm. throwing an interception in the red zone. But Rodgers throwing an interception at any point. The temperature, the there. temperature of that game was, my defense is going to win this thing. Seattle can't do anything on offense. I just need to get as many points as I can. And he ends up getting 17 points up on the board. Mm -hmm. So... That if it was Jordan Love in there, that game might end three nothing. Like who knows how that would have turned out. But that's what Rodgers can do. Even when he's not having his best games, he can calm things down and still put up the necessary amount of offense that's going to win you that football game. So I think the Packers are back on track and will be rolling from here on out as long as injury or COVID doesn't rear its ugly head with them again. Well, uh, the one guy who. Wanted to, or you didn't want to have COVID, got it, and that was Aaron Rodgers. So you're but technically good now. I mean, you, yeah, you you cleared that week, and what they lost that they game lost, but now they're right back in the mm -hmm. driver's seat for the one seed with the Cardinals losing and them winning. So really, no loss for them at all, which could have ended up being a big loss for them. But the Cardinals did them a favor. Absolutely, Chiefs. Now, right? Chiefs look back. 
41 points uh, against the Raiders that, you know, what was really clicking for them yesterday that was missing the past couple of weeks is that screen game. They're so good at the screen game. It's not even funny with Hill and tight end screens to Kelsey and Williams out of the backfield. That that's been their bread and butter. Really? I, I know Mahomes can just launch it downfield and he's got the home run ball down pat better than anybody in the NFL, really. But the hidden thing with them is they are so good at screens and getting their skill position players, the ball with blockers and space out in front. And that's what was really back against the Raiders on Sunday night is that screenplay element of their offense. Right. And it, just it showed it how it's a, Hardman it's a freight of, train of all, downhill. Of all people can take it when 40, they're, 50 yards. When they're rolling like that, it is a freight train. So, uh, again, though, the the I, I, I know the Steelers have to play them, so you don't want them to be back. But the hidden silver lining in them being back is they're back and already in first place in their division. So you no longer have don't to have to worry about, about them for the wild card, at least as long as they continue to play like they did against the Raiders. And finally tonight, Jacob, we got a little Rams and Niners on Monday Night Football. You give the Niners any shot in that one at I all? Not. I don't either. I think the Rams are looking to bounce back. I don't even care if Von Miller plays or not. I, I just don't give it a shot. I think the Titans are a better team than the Niners, even without Derrick Henry. So, yeah, I agree with you. They don't need Von Miller in this game. They're playing a lesser team. I think the Niners are a bit overrated. Uh, there is a little bit I of a— I don't know if they're overrated now. I think they I are. Think they, I think they've kind of become, become properly the rated. team of which they truly are, and people say, well, they're not, they're not going to be that NFC West division winner. One thing I will say, back against the wall kind of game for the Niners. So— I I think that that narrative is passed. I think their back has been up against the wall for a couple of weeks now. They win they... this game though; they're only half a game out of that seventh seed, so they got a chance to stay back and get right back in this race with a win. Where a loss, much like a loss to, for Seattle did, would pretty much put a definitive nail in their coffin. Final thought: OBJ, he catching a touchdown tonight? Yes, hundred percent. I think he's catching a touchdown tonight too. It just seems like that classic thing, right? Where then everybody can go nuts and be like, "He's back! I told you!" Well, it's just it's 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 ridiculous to me to think that everyone was so critical of OBJ for going to LA because Deshaun Jackson just left there for not getting enough targets. But the football gods really smiled down on him and said, "You know what? Everyone's criticizing you. We'll give you a reason to celebrate. We'll we'll take out Robert Woods out of the equation and just have it instead of Robert Woods and." In Cooper Cup, it's going to be OBJ and Cooper Cup. OBJ is also a lot younger than Deshaun Jackson and has been better than Deshaun Jackson at every point in his career. So uh, I don't know. It's not Deshaun a, Jackson. Really, really, you don't know. Deshaun Jackson was a great deep threat. Don't get me wrong, but Odell in his prime, and if he can still capture some of that That's prime, fair, but he's we way seen better. That for the last three years when he was in Cleveland, maybe it starts tonight. Maybe we see the rebirth of Odell tonight on Monday Night Football. But that'll do it for us and this episode of the Steelers Standard. Go ahead. You had to want something else nope. you wanted to add. No? Wow. Well, way to really go into the microphone and open your mouth and pretend like you were going to talk and then just completely shut down. You ruined the end of the show. Congratulations. Tie your bow up. Jacob Recht, Tom Offerman. We'll be back again later this week getting deep into the Chargers and talking more NFL action. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And we look forward to talking to you guys in the next edition of the Steelers Standard.